Hey, this is Kelly with Grid HQ and the Nonprofit Leadership Tribe. And this is Abby with Nonprofit 101. Welcome to the Nonprofit Girl Bosses. Think of us as your nonprofit BFF. Join us for no filter, no judgment, no fluff, just raw conversations to help you dominate your nonprofit leadership and life. Hey, this is Kelly with Nonprofit Girl Boss. If you're like many nonprofits, you're probably frustrated that people don't know and care about you. And you're spending your time on social media and your website not really knowing what to say. You have no clear voice. Well, here we're going to give you tips on how you can find your voice on the digital space. Abby, hit it. Yeah, yeah. So I have a pretty funny story that I want to share because I think it really relates to why you need to have a voice on digital. So I started working with a nonprofit about two years ago. They brought me on specifically because... They kept getting comments on their posts that were like, why are you talking about this? What does this have to do with your nonprofit? Blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? So they brought me on because they were like, we have no focus. We have no clarity. We need to have all of this lovey-dovey stuff, but we don't know how to do it. So first of all, audit your social media. What are you saying and why are they saying it? What are your audience members like meaning when they say this? Because a lot of times... If they're saying something, it's because they really care about you and you're not hitting the mark. So fix it, right? (laughs) All right. So I was looking at their social media and the first two posts I saw, the first one was about animals. This nonprofit works with youth. There were no kids in the picture. There were no kids mentioned. (laughs) Nothing. The second picture was a grandma. No kids in the picture. No youth mentioned. So it's like, okay, who posted these? Like, why did you post them? And there were two different volunteers. They had no idea what they were doing. They just thought it was funny Uh to share those things. So Mm -hmm. I was like, no, (laughs) that is not how you brand an organization. There is a very good reason your audience is like, what are you talking about? Because you have no idea what you're talking about. So needless to say, they now share things about youth and talk more towards parents, youth, and guardians. Rather than small wins, but they actually talk about who they are and what they do. Small wins. Yes, small <laughs> wins. But it was really funny to kind of walk them through this process of your mission isn't being seen. This is why people are making those comments because you have a great yeah. platform to be talking about this, but you're not using it. Uh-huh. So today we're talking about finding your voice on digital. And I just want to emphasize, you cannot have too many voices working in this one space because people are going to confuse. And in today's day and age, they're going to call you out. And it's yeah. <laughs> going to look great. Just saying. Um, and then you're going to be calling Kelly or I, and then you're going to be complaining about why people. Like, exactly. Yes. <laughs> no. Oh, that's so funny. Um, too many voices is one thing. I'm going to jump in before we give tips, though. I just did an audit last week. Where all they post on their social media is, this is when we're open. This is when we're closed. This is when we're open. This is when we're closed. I'm like, do you think you're, like, who's your target audience? Do you think your clients are, like, they have no voice. I'm like, do they even check Facebook? No. And it's like, what's the point? What's the point? Right. If you're not going to check it, just cut it off. So I'm going to go ahead and start with, I guess, for me, what is my, so if, you know, people are listening right now and they're like, oh my word, that is us. That's exactly what we do. We have no voice on digital, just complete chaos. 
My biggest recommendation, I, I hope Abby agrees with me. Like you can jump in if you think I'm wrong. My biggest recommendation is to write down your mission and vision statement on a piece of paper, set a three minute timer and start to like brain dump, just like words, 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 words. What are you about? What services do you provide? And how do you do it? So like adjectives or adverbs that really get to the character of who you are as an organization. And from that, like I always say circle, you say, I say seven, I think Abby says 10. Circle seven and literally create, this is my messaging for the next month on my content calendar. This is what we're talking about. These are the words we're using because this is who we are and what we do. And like, you should be talking on digital in a voice that also talks about who you are and what you do. So brain dump, get your um, adjectives or words, and then repeat those over and over again so people associate that with you as a brand and you as an organization. Yes, yes, yes. And I love that you talked about repeating it because you can create content around the same idea. People still aren't going to see it all the time. So if you're repeating not necessarily the content, but the idea of the content, the word, they're going to start associating it with you and that's what you want. So that's amazing. And I do require them to do 10 because. Okay. I'm... So seven or 10, <laughs> like that's your, hopefully you're, yes. if you're listening, at least you're doing one of those things. Circle seven, like then let Abby know, or let me know. If you circle, <laughs> yeah, if you circle 10, let Abby know. <laughs> that's a nice number. Um, like so- then you have one for every day of the week. That's a great idea. There you go. I just like 10 way, because I'm so OCD and I need to have an even number. So 10 it is. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. So once you get those language alignments set, I want you to start writing like you're talking to people and always have a picture of who you're talking to in mind when you're writing your content. So if you're typing out something that's filled with a lot of jargon that you use in the office, it's probably not going to resonate with the people you're trying to reach. So if you're trying to reach your clients and they do not resemble who are in your office, say you have 12 to 16 year olds that you're trying to reach. Now they're, Remember, they're not going to be your typical audience because they don't always make the decisions in the house their parents do. So talk to the parents of the 12 to 16 year olds and like really resonate with them. Talk to them as if you're trying to sell yourself to them. Do not like paragraph phrase it. If you're chunking things up a lot, people are going to stop paying attention. So if you're fragmenting, you're talking at slash writing it out it's going to go a lot better and you're going to have people who are going to engage a lot more with your content. Any additions, Kelly? She, she's nodding her head. I'm like, yeah, okay. I'm nodding. Good. I'm just nodding. <laughs> I think like, who your target audience is so important, right? I do think that once you know what your words are, that should be kind of associated with your mission and vision and you're talking to your target audience in language that makes sense to them. And like you talk, I mean, so many times people will overly edit and make super formal uh, social media. It cracks yes. me up, right? Especially social media. They do it with my nails too. Though. Yeah. And I'm like, who wants to read all of this? I always say write for lazy readers. Like that's my biggest tip for like um, nonprofit <laughs> content. One. Like if it's too much and too specific and too technical that I don't want to read it, like nobody's going to read that email. Yes. And if you're but getting to the third thing, paragraph, that's not necessary. Right. <laughs> And I think once you have that and kind of have your voice developed, it's important to be consistent across all platforms. So one of the things I see often is people develop websites and systems that the organizational have consistent for years. And if you're trying to figure out what to post on social media, you can pre-schedule out for an entire year holding content that pushes traffic back to your website of old blog posts or old news with a new quote or new information. 
But start thinking of all of your platforms, whether that's email, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, all your social media platforms, your website, any print material, they should all reinforce each other. They should all be consistent. And then once you have those things created, make sure you're pushing out the content on all platforms. So you're not just letting your website exist by itself and your social media exist by itself. Like they all need to be kind of working together towards one voice and a message. I love that. Love that. Love that. Consistent and cohesive. Cohesive. All right. Yeah. (laughs) The last thing that I want you to do, and this wraps back up to the story that I told a little bit ago about the nonprofit who actually listened to their audience. So I want you to listen more than you're talking. If your audience is wanting more content from you, listen to that. Maybe you need to set aside an extra hour every week. If you are engaging with the people who are on your platform more than you are posting, that's okay. If people are still engaging with your organization, they're still getting back to your website, they're still really, really interested in what you're doing and they're responding to it, keep going with it. But make sure that you're not posting just for the sake of posting or you're not constantly sharing five things every day just to be doing it. Make sure that you're listening to what your audience wants. You're looking at the data. I am very analytical. So I want to see like why you're doing it and I need a reason for doing it. And if your audience wants it, that is the best reason to do it. So listen more than you talk and take time to engage. That is my last step. Okay. So I do have a question for you. Um, I think a lot of times, especially when people talk about marketing and voice, brand, like that's a lot of abstract words. Like what the heck does that all mean? So can you give examples of nonprofits that you think have a clear, consistent voice? Like so people can go creep on them and see? In light of COVID, there has been a nonprofit that I've been following. It's called Possible. And it works to primarily help healthcare workers specifically and the healthcare industry make more things possible in various places. So it's getting medical services and people to impoverished countries. And it's one of those things that I really, really think they have honed in on their brand and their voice. So you can find them on social media and they have a great website and it's all cohesive. (laughs) So it looks really, really good. (laughs) I would definitely check them out. If you are very into um, like weightlifting exercises, things like that, Barbell for Boobs is one that I came across recently. And they do an amazing job across all platforms and their email and all, all of their traditional marketing. It is incredible how well they have created a very unison voice. And I know that they have like 10 different people in their marketing because they have such a variety of things that they're doing, but it's just one of those organizations. I don't think I told you guys what it does. It's for early detection for breast cancer. And in women and men. So it's a really, really great organization. Not one that I've worked with. I would love to, if you guys are interested, contact (laughs) Kelly and I. PSA. (laughs) But no, it's one that has been on my radar. I follow them religiously because I love their atmosphere that they have created on all of their platforms. They are just amazing. (laughs) Okay. So I'm going to throw another question at you on the opposite end. And mainly because this is funny and hilarious that I bet you and I have so many examples. <laughs> so we're talking about voice and standard and consistency and across all platforms, but we've also seen that be a thing and just be horrible. Like they have a consistently shitty voice. So what would you, 
what would you say is a standard voice that you've seen for nonprofits that's not working? And I'll, I'll answer this too. But. Oh, thank goodness. Okay. So one of the things that I love telling nonprofits, like you need to be consistent with what you're saying. And they take that to mean we need to copy and paste everything we say in every post. And that's uh-huh. not like, no, you, you might say something differently with adding a the or that in there, but it's still the same boring text. So getting creative is really important. But what would a standard voice sound like for me? I guess it would be constantly repeating the exact, like your frame of mission, your like tagline that you're constantly saying. That's something that we want to hear something unique. We want to hear the stories that you've been putting together. We want to hear the results that you have. We want to see the people and hear about their stories. If it's always just like standard, like this is our mission with a picture, I'm going to get really bored and unfollow you very quickly. Oh man, I might be able to think of worse consistent voices than you. Oh, good, good. So, and this happens a lot with like historical societies and um, small educational That's just boring right off the bat. They will just say, we started, this is when we were founded, blah, 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 pack. This is a summary (laughs) of our services. So they'll like summarize everything, but there's no zero emotion, right? And they will consistently like talk about themselves in a very clinical way, very formal language. And like, there's no, like, how could it, why would anyone care about that? Um, so that's my first one that I consistently see that I'm like, man, they are like missed opportunity. Like there's so much cool stuff happening in history. And instead they're like, this is when we were founded. <laughs> and then the other thing I see happening in terms of consistent voice, and I've taken over and had to kind of go into organizations and pull the controls of marketing away from people. But people that have, you know, maybe there's office manager and administrative coordinator of a smaller nonprofit that grew and grew and grew. And they've been managing their marketing, managing their marketing and having a consistent voice for the last 20 years and it's incorrect grammar, kind of like almost angry, not warm language. They definitely don't have the right adjectives or words to summarize organization. And there's just like a lot of coldness. And I see that a lot where it's like administrative office people, they don't know how to market, they have a lot of ownership and control over it. That makes a lot of sense, actually, especially like that clinical aspect. I think scientists have a really hard, really hard way of putting emotion into their work. So any like cancer research nonprofits, you will see 100% like, here is the data and read our latest thesis. And this is what it says. And I'm just like, I personally am not going to go look up every other word in the dictionary because I don't understand you 100%. All right. I have a question for you. What can nonprofits do to maintain their voice on digital platforms? Think like the nonprofits that have five or six people working and they're all contributing to the different marketing aspects. Well, stop that. Um, (laughs) People, I think, figure out the most efficient, you know, I'm a systems person. I think this is one of my, figure out the most efficient and effective way to relay information in terms of creating content on a platform, you shouldn't have more than two people producing content. If you're like, there's an emergency, we need to tell people right now, you're not offering your nonprofit press. Like, they should at least be able to wait 12 hours to get that information. So have no more than two administrators. And then, especially with nonprofits, there's so much turnover. And so creating some sort of brand style guide that includes not just more than just a logo, it includes your colors, your font, and you're enforcing, forcing enforcing, forcing, requiring anything <laughs> as much as possible to make sure anything that goes out externally, and I would often argue internally too, follows that brand style guide. Abby, you have anything to add to that? 
I actually love that. I worked with a nonprofit this last week that had six people, which is why this question is in here. They had six people working on their nonprofit marketing. And I was like, why do you need that many? And they're just like, it takes so much time. We just want to spread it out. And I was like, okay, why don't you take one task away from the person who is the best at this? Give it to someone else. And now they can focus more energy on it. Like there are other ways. You do not need six people doing this. It goes back to my need to be validated by you. It is a deep seat. And Kelly agrees with me. There we go. Yes, that is. <laughs> I just need that oh, every day. I think, yeah, maintaining your voice is really important and having, you might think it's silly to have to include it in the style guide that you were talking about, but having specific language that says, yes, we say this. No, we don't say this. You know, um, Mm -hmm. we both have worked for organizations for people with disabilities. And there are some organizations who do not say disability. They say limitation. And that is an important difference. Making Uh sure simple things like that are included in your branding and style guides. It's really important, especially with the onboarding of new people. Oh, what a Mm -hmm. headache. Yeah. Yeah. Might as well just start doing it right instead of starting from scratch. Yes. So anyway, those are our tips on how you can find your voice in the digital space. I know Abby and I are both really excited to help you do leadership in life a little bit better as nonprofit leaders. So think of us, the nonprofit girl bosses of your nonprofit BFFs. There's no filter, no judgment, no fluff, just raw, real conversations on how you can dominate your nonprofit leadership and life. If you haven't yet, make sure to rate our podcast so we can grow our audience and follow us for weekly episodes. This is Kelly and Abby, your nonprofit BFFs. Thank you for listening to Nonprofit Girl Boss. Please make sure to rate this podcast so we can grow our audience and follow so you can check out weekly episodes, how you can improve your nonprofit leadership and life.